Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. following is a bonus episode of a walk in the park podcast please listen to babs talk about the popular hgtv show house hunters international affectionately referred to as hhi if this topic does not sound interesting to you then i recommend you stop listening now this bonus episode however does have a guest appearance by the one and only vivian please listen and enjoy how can I explain my love of House Hunters International and my dismay to learn how the sausage is really made? Well, it started back in the day when my mother got my youngest daughter Vivian hooked on HGTV, specifically Property Brothers. And from there, the whole HGTV can of worms opened. I would like to live overseas again. And I thought, House Hunters International, what a wonderful show. Let me see how people move overseas, pick places to live, and then go on and enjoy their lives. So I've watched a fair few episodes now, and of course it became clear to me, all of these people have conflict And some of it seems ridiculous. But I was still curious, how does one get on House Hunters International? And so Vivian did a little digging. The premise of the show is that uh, you globetrot from Sao Paulo to Prague, according to the show's website. Home hunters and their real estate agents check out all sorts of architectural styles and work through the idiosyncrasies of buying real estate in other countries. In any language, home buying is an emotional experience. But really, it's an emotional experience because the producers ask you to ham it up. That's according to a June 2019 article published in Slate, written by Elizabeth Newcamp, titled, What It's Actually Like to Be on House Hunters Twice. For starters, we already had a house. It just got weirder from there. When people learn that my husband and I have been on House Hunters not just once, but twice, they always have a million questions. Once we are done explaining, though, they never like my answers and wish they had never asked. This is true. When Vivian started sharing with me, I wanted to block my ears and say, no, 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 I'm not listening, I'm not listening. But I can't say I'm surprised. According to Elizabeth, House Hunters International is always looking for people who have moved abroad to feature on the show. And she writes a blog about her family and her travels, which made them perfect. 
and they were already willing to share their lives publicly. So they went through the interview process, they did the shooting of the show, and of course, it's not, you know, filmed in sequence as we see it. But Elizabeth does say, I was surprised how even the littlest details could be fictionalized. When they couldn't find a local real estate agent, the House Hunters International producers needed a Dutch person who was willing to be on camera for $500 as our, quote, relocation expert. Our neighbor and friend Michael, who actually works in IT, was happy to oblige. In the episode, I hinted at the absurdity of the whole situation when Michael mentioned that he lived near a house we were looking at. Quote, oh, so we could be neighbors, end quote, I exclaimed while biking to tour our actual house down the street from his, where my children were playing with his daughter under the supervision of his wife. Okay, so it's basically just a scripted reality TV show where they try to create conflict, but Vivian and I enjoy guessing which one they're going to pick. And of course, now, sometimes I look a little more closely, and they do make some mistakes in the shots where I can tell, oh, somebody's living there, like one shot has a car parked in a garage, the next one doesn't. There are clothes in some of the closets. Now, if you're renting and the renter hasn't moved out yet, I suppose that's different. Of course, maybe they're lying. Maybe from now on, when they say the renter hasn't moved out yet, I'll just know, oh, this is the apartment you're in already, and this is actually your stuff. Vivian, would you say you've been watching a lot of House Hunters International with me? Yeah. Would you say it's on in the background right now? Yeah. Would you say that other noise is Daddy making your dinner? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, well, how do you feel about the show House Hunters International as an HGTV offering? It's not your favorite one, is it? It's not my favorite. Property Brothers is my favorite. I know. And who got you into Property Brothers? Grandma. That's right. <laughs> Confirmation, people. Uh, the episode we're watching now is a young married couple on the island of Tortola in the British Virgin Islands. And Vivian, I think now, based on our HHI research, we have to guess which house they're already living in. Yeah, because we searched it up, and apparently before they started filming, they've already bought one of the houses. Or rented it. Rented, but whatever. And... So it's all a lie. It's all a lie. It's fictionalized. Some of them are very picky, the people. But we know that they're hamming it up for the camera now. Right, right, right. So, all right, this is not a good episode because you haven't seen the whole thing with me. But I am very curious. Some of the apartments and some of the budgets are crazy low and crazy small. And I think it's ridiculous. That's true. Somewhere like Honduras or Albania, you might be able to get an apartment for 400 US dollars a month. And then somewhere like Paris. Where, where, wait, where are the people living who, like five or $6,000, remember those people? Oh, um. They ended up renting a house for $6,000 somewhere? No, um, I don't know, I don't remember. Me neither. Here, wait, I can find it. Find the episode. But, um. So yeah, like that one in Paris where it was like 400 
500 whatever square feet. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yes. Well, some places are super tiny. We've seen couples move into a space as small as 375 square feet. Yeah. We keep trying to compare it to our our living space. Like is there our main floor? And we're like, Does that how happen? could this be right? Like our spacing must be off. Exactly. Nobody's been willing to get me a tape measure to actually uh, help me out with my spatial relations deficiencies. <laughs> Here's another article written by someone who has been featured on House Hunters International. Her name is Terry Anzer, and she wrote an article on, I guess, her own website, her blog, at strangersintheLivingroom.com, and this gives a little more information that makes me think, I will never do this. At the beginning of her article, she says, quote, This adventure unfolded over 10 months of auditioning, episode planning, and production. End quote. 10 months, eh? I'm not that patient. It all started as a rather ordinary post on the Facebook group for expats in Slovenia. This was the post. Casting call for new expats living in Slovenia. Have you recently made the biggest step in your life by moving to a new country? Then we want to hear your story. I am a casting producer for an international travel television show looking for energetic individuals, couples, and families who want to share their adventurous experience of moving abroad to a new country. Our show will not only document your move, but will give you the opportunity to have fun and interesting experiences in your new country. End post. Terry says, the post went on to specify that interested participants can be from anywhere in the world but must speak English to be eligible for the show. And she says, I figured it was worth a few minutes of my time to send a paragraph about my son's move to Slovenia to pursue his writing career and our hunt for a place in Ljubljana where my husband and I could visit often. I attached a family picture and mentioned that we were huge fans of shows like House Hunters International. Okay... You figured it out, said Jen, the casting producer, in response to my email. We set a date in mid-March 2018 for a detailed conversation about the application process. So this is so weird. I guess I didn't realize that this was a mother doing this for her son. Um, I guess her son must be on the youngish side, since she does not look that old herself. She said... Uh, it took her almost a full day to answer all of the questions on the HHI casting paperwork. The completed form was 10 pages long, single-spaced. Oh, good gosh. She says, in addition to the details of our family's reasons for moving, most of the questions seem to be looking for conflicts in the family. Now, see, right there, that is where Jonathan and I could never be on this show because we don't have any conflict maybe in the future i too could be a mother that tries to push her child onto this show because i'm sure i can have conflict with my children uh let's see terry also says quote i might not have tried at all if i knew the odds we were facing i was later told that as many as seventy thousand individuals couples or families are part of the hhi casting process each year though a smaller number actually follow through with the paperwork okay then, uh, when she made it through the paperwork, 
she had to do a casting video and they did a video tour of their apartment. <laughs> um, that's kind of funny. And then they did some Skype interviews and put together a final casting video to show to the show's producers. Then they had to sign appearance releases. She said, getting our landlord to sign the release for the apartment to appear on the show, very complicated. Even though the release was translated into Slovian, our landlord had reasonable questions about such things as possible damage to the apartment and what would be covered by the production company's insurance. A bit of back and forth with the legal department and an assist from a local lawyer, we made the trip to a notary public to do the required signatures. Oh my goodness, okay. And then she says, shares a little bit of her backstory, which I'm not going to share. I guess she can't share any more. Um, but, well, actually, this is a little interesting. At this point, I should mention that I had pitched HHI a mother-son story, but the producers insisted that Bill, I guess that's the dad-slash-husband, was an important part of the family conflict. Unlike Andrew and me, Texas-born Bill does not have citizenship in Slovenia or any ancestry there, but he cheerfully went along with his role as the dad, despite a throat ailment that made him lose his voice several times during the shoot. So we also had to get the house ready by removing any copyrighted art from camera view. My treasured vintage poster collection had to come down. The field producer explained that when protected injury images get in the shot and have to be blurred, it has caused a few viewers to wonder if there's an X-rated art on display in the home. Okay. The producers planned a full day of activities for the U.S. side of the shoot, securing the required permit from the city. And then they began. Very interesting, to me anyway. This has been a season two episode of A Walk in the Park podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play to rate, review, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, that's at a wit Podcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at A Wit Podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us at A Walk in the Park Podcast. We'd love to hear from you.